Oh, what's going on, everybody? Daryl here from Lambs Hill USPSA. And if it is your first time here, welcome. If it is not your first time, I would like to welcome you back. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a fun one. Um, so for those of you who have been keeping tabs on USPSA uh, within... Now, let's just say the last 24 hours or so, uh, you would notice that uh, there have been a couple of changes to do with the membership fees. Uh, but first, before I go off on my own little rant, um, let's uh, go over some of the other stuff that was talked about in the July 25th, 2023 USPSA meeting. So we have got everybody in attendance with the exception of Area 1 Bruce Gary. He was absent with notice. Uh, we've got all the other major players here. We've got Donna Webb, the Managing Director. We've got Troy McManus, Director of NROI. We've got Jake Martins, Director of Media and Events. Rick Brotzel, Director of IT. And Zach Jones, the Director of Steel Challenge. President Ted Murphy opens the meeting at uh, 19.02, that would be 7.02 p.m. Eastern Time. And there is a motion to add Area 8 Selection Committee Report and Rules Regarding Changes to Production, Limited 8 and uh, Limited 10, excuse me, uh, and Limited Optics to the Agenda. Motion was by Area 2. Seconded by Area 4, motion passed unanimously at 704. Um, so they wanted to add uh, the Area 8 Selection Committee report and the rules regarding the changes to production or possible changes to production, limited 10, limited optics. Uh, at this point, they have the Area 8 Selection Committee report, um, which was presented by Area 2. A motion to appoint Russell Fortney as Area 8 Director on 725 at uh, 725.23 at 7.15 p.m. Uh, motion was by Area 2, obviously, uh, seconded by Area 6, and passed unanimously at 7.09. So Russell Fortney is now Area 8 Director. Uh, we have some director's reports, uh, director of media and, event and events, Jake Martins, uh, 2020, uh, 2024 words, uh, nationals plans, uh, report on 2023 multi-gun nationals, discussion on member surveys regarding rules changes. Uh, they have said that no changes to be made to limited 10, so apparently nobody wanted optics to be allowed in limited 10, okay? Uh, the board needs to uh, provide the questions, the final questions to go to membership no later than August 1st. I think somebody had a hiccup when they were typing that. 
Uh, we'll send survey to membership asking if we should change production from 10 to 15 round limit. So it looks like as far as production goes, um, they're basically they've thrown everything else out the window as far as the gun, you know, would have to fit in the box or, you know, minimum or maximum magazine length or whatever. And they're just looking at going from a 10 to a 15 round limit. Um, how do I feel about that? Eh. Um, my, my current gun that I shoot, my Glock model 22, um, would technically, technically qualify as a production gun. Um, I just got to take the magwell back off it, but it would qualify as a, as a production gun. Um, all of my magazines, if I take the extended base pads off them, are 15-round magazines. Um, so the only reason I don't shoot it in production is because I don't want to have to reload after 10 rounds constantly. Uh, so let's see. Now we go to Rick Bratzel, director of IT, talking about the new member experience. Uh, they have hired a firm and expect delivery in six to seven weeks. I actually talked to... Area 7 Director Frank Rizzi a couple of weeks ago at the Area 7 Championship about this new member experience, um, and uh, and we had a good discussion about it. It was something that I felt needed to be done after what happened at another match that I attended uh, a couple of months ago, uh, where a competitor showed up to a Level 2 match yet knew pretty much nothing about USPSA, showed up with a firearm in a case that he didn't even have a holster for. Um, yeah. I mean, he, he had a USPSA membership. Um, I think he got it like three days before the match or something like that, just so he'd be able to sign up for the match. Um, yeah, not, not good all the way around. Um, he ended up, uh, getting DQ'd after he went and got a different gun. Um, and he, he shot one stage, and then after that stage at the picnic table, he just randomly drew his gun out of the holster. It's, no, you can't do that. Um, so, yeah, new member experience. That uh, should be nice. We'll, we'll see what happens there. Uh, they talked about an Android app update. I do not have an Android, so I do not care. Uh, and they're working on a tools, tool to assist with board meetings. Assist board meetings how? What are we talking about here? More information is needed, Mr. Information Technology Guy. Uh, then we go to Zach Jones, Director of Steel Challenge. Slot policy was sent out for board review and need to determine fee for the 2023 World Speed Shooting Championship. Uh, we're going to skip over this uh, this next part for now. I'll get back to it in a few minutes here. Um, we go to some committee reports. Um, let's see, there is a, uh, the president wants to, 
uh, appoint Area 3 Director Scott Arnberg to the Fee Structure Committee. Um, roll call to approve. Everybody voted in the affirmative, with the exception of Scott Arnberg, who obviously abstained. Uh, so that was passed at 11.03 p.m. Um, there was a then a presentation by Scott uh, on investment account status. Uh, there is a motion to change financial advisors to Carnegie Investment Council made by Frank Rizzi, uh, Area 7, seconded by Area 8, the new Area 8, passed unanimously at 1114. Uh, there's the Michael Voigt Presidential Education Fund Committee, headed by Donna Webb. Awards to be presented July 31st. There is a motion by Area 3 to award both Abby Jackley and Carson Herding the 2023 grant of $500. Uh, that was seconded by Area 6, passed unanimously at 1119. Uh, again, to Webb, the USPSA Historical Preservation Committee. There was a, uh, let's see, the president wants to appoint Marshall Todd and Lloyd Harper to the USPSA Historical Preservation Committee, whoever they are. Um, roll call vote to approve. Everyone voting in the affirmative with the exception of Area 2. He abstained. Uh, motion was passed unanimously other than Area 2 uh, at 11.22 uh, p.m. Now go to the Managing Director Report. The finances uh, finance report was tabled. Uh, we've got runoff elections for president and area eight director. So here's the runoff schedule. Monday, July 17th, the results were returned to the board, which is accurate. Tuesday, August 1st, they will notify the election firm to use the same voting list as the initial election. 30 days after that, Wednesday, August 30th, voting begins. 30 days after that, Saturday, September 30th, voting ends. And on Monday, October 2nd, the results will be provided by the end of the day, Pacific time. Uh, now we get into some old business. Uh, so, yeah, we're not going to know who won the election for at least a couple of more months. Uh, old business, NROI, discipline appeals process, um, the board to review, to vote on the process at next month's meeting. Uh, there was a motion by Area 6 to table remaining items, uh, seconded by Area 8, passed unanimously at 11.48 p.m., only 12 minutes prior to midnight. Remaining topics are uh, a Form 990, uh, something with question 11A. Uh, some category qualifications, member discipline, and HR items. And Area 8 makes a motion at 11.48, seconded by Area 7 to adjourn and pass unanimously. So, going back up here, in the committee reports, there is a report by the Fee Structure Committee a motion to make the following changes 
to the member fi- membership fee structure effective July 28th at noon Pacific time. So here's where your fees and my fees are going up as members. To be a life member or to buy a life membership will now cost you a thousand bucks. To be a benefactor will be three thousand. That's right, three thousand dollars used to be a thousand. So they tripled that number. Five year membership will cost you three twenty five. Five year associate is only two seventy five. Five year associate. Three year membership is now a buck ninety five. Three year associate is one sixty five. Annual member sixty five bucks. No associate members unless within the same household. And the associate fee is fifty five dollars. Foreign member is a hundred bucks. Includes the magazine. Foreign life member is thirteen fifty, and that includes the magazine. Roll call vote. Area one is absent with notice. Area two, yes. Area three, yes. Area four, yes. Area five, yes. Area six, yes. Area seven, no. Area eight, yes. President, yes. So out of eight people that were there for the vote, the only one who said no was Area 7, Frank Rizzi. If you live within Area 7, when you are done with this podcast, you send an email to area7 at uspsa.org and you thank this man for standing up for you. And I'll tell you why. They just increased everybody's member fees. To my knowledge, there was really no knowledge outside of the board that this was going to happen. Now, full disclosure, this was one of the other things I talked to Frank about at the Area 7 match. So I had a little bit of a heads up on it. I didn't think it was going to come this quick. Um, so yeah, there was, there was really, they never put anything out saying, Hey, we're talking about increasing membership fees. That pardon my language is bullshit. There was never like a survey sent out. Hey, should we increase all the fees? How much do you think we should increase the fees? Should we only increase certain fees? Should we get rid of a step, you know, get rid of a three-year and just have a annual five or life? Should we add a 10-year? There was none of that shit. None of it. 
And then, just, in my opinion, to piss people off and raise a middle finger, essentially, to the membership, not only are we going to do this, we're not going to tell you that we're going to do this. We're not going to allow any input from you. But just to really drive this home, we are going to make this go active before we even tell you about it. How about that? July 28th, 2023, at noon Pacific time. That is when these minutes came out. Now, I don't know exactly the time when... Or no, that's when the fees were changed. Now, I know the minutes came out on July 28th. I don't know exactly what time. But it would make sense if they are just going to cram this down our throats and make us deal with it, that they would have released the minutes at the exact same time they made this this change to the membership fees. So by the time you realize that the fee structure changed or is going to change, it's already changed. I do not see this being good for USPSA. I am myself normally kind of a, um, you know, sit back and see what happens individual. I normally do not stir the pot, so to speak. I normally do not get worked up about a lot of things. This decision by the board flat out pisses me off. Absolutely pisses me off. This is bullshit. And I I hope some members of the board are listening. I honestly do. If you are going to change something like this, at least let the goddamn members know about it ahead of time. Couldn't even give us the courtesy of a heads up. <sighs> yeah. And 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 um, let, let's look at some more stuff just while we're here. Okay. Let's take a look at the 2023 budget. So the 2023 budget. Uh, was finalized, where is it? March 28th, okay? Way back the end of March, we have this budget. And if you scroll down to the bottom of the page, net income, $6,651. 
income, which means with the budget that you have planned out here, at the end of the year, you expect to have a little over $6,600 in the bank account. And that was with the old fee structure. So you're, we're already planning on having a net income, a net positive, but yet we're still increasing fees. Hmm. Interesting. Let's go back to the June 17th. 2023 Audit Committee Report, where the auditor or the audit company, uh, Greenwood Oland, stated on May 26th of 2023, uh, in summary, the auditor indicated that analysis of the financials shows USPSA is, quote-unquote, healthy. There's no areas of concern, no missing data, no concerns about viability, no indication of fraud, illegal acts, or noncompliance, no material weaknesses, no significant deficiencies, no improper, unusual, or inconsistent policies. The financials show the organization is healthy. Why are we increasing member fees? The organization is healthy. Let's go back a couple of years to the 2021 USPSA uh, IRS Form 990. This is 990. This can be found right on the USPSA website. I'm not making any of this crap up. Okay. This one can be found under Member Resources tab. Over to the right, Other Resources. Down at the very bottom, Financial Documents. You'll see this financial statement. And then if you go right under the big heading, USPSA Financial Documents, click on IRS Form 990s. Click on the 2001 USPSA Form 990. Scroll down to page 7 in the 990. Page 7 has the compensation for officers, directors, trustees, key employees, highest compensated employees, and independent contractors. So there's a table here of everyone that USPSA employs. And just take a look at some of these figures. Mike Foley, president. He was at the time till September. January to September 2021. Under column D, reportable compensation from the organization W2 slash 1099, whatever. 136383 bucks. 136000 dollars is what Mike Foley was compensated in 2021. Gary Nash, Director of Finance and Operations, 129416 Jake Martins, Director of Media, 
128,794. Rick Bratzel, Director of IT, 97,634. Troy McManus, DNROI, $100,953. to the Director of NROI. Now, I don't know if that was his salary or if that was his salary plus travel expenses plus who knows what. $101,000? Give me a break. <laughs> you, just, you can't make this stuff up. You know... People have been complaining about the USPSA Board of Directors for a couple of years now. And all that time, I have, at least in my own mind, tried to defend the board. I can no longer do that. USPSA is going to lose a lot of people. They're going to lose a lot of competitors. I'm sure, I'm sure because I've already seen it, people are going to let their memberships lapse, but still go down to the local club and shoot USPSA. They're just not going to be a USPSA member anymore. USPSA is going to lose a lot of members, and they will be damn lucky if I'm not one of them. That, 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 that's another thing that just came to mind. So, you're increasing membership fees. Okay. Let's look at as a shooter. Okay. Not as a range officer. Because range officer, you, you know, major matches, if you work the match, you usually don't have to pay or you pay a reduced amount. Um, sometimes at local matches, if you decide to RO for your squad, they'll tell you to keep your your money but let's let's just look at this from the time from the the viewpoint of a regular competitor so i pay let's say 65 bucks now for an annual membership oh and that's something else i'll get into in a minute but 65 bucks for an annual membership well then every time i go down to my local club Hamden rifle and pistol club that's that's 20 bucks for every match I go shoot down there. And they run about a match a month, except the beginning of the year, they take a few months off. So that's 20 bucks every match. Then I go and shoot the Trident Armory match. Well, that's like 250 bucks or something like that to shoot that. And I know a lot of that goes back to the veterans that the benefit match is for, but you know you know a chunk of that's going back to USPSA. Let's let's not let's not joke around. We know that. And then if I shoot the Area 7 championship, well, I think this year was like 275 bucks to shoot that. Plus travel cost, plus ammo, 
and all the other costs associated with gear and all that. The sport is not cheap as is. And yet, you want to increase membership fees to support your employees that are getting compensated over $100,000 a year. When I was talking to Frank Rizzi at Area 7, he made a very good point. He, he actually made a couple of them. First off, what are you getting for your membership? Well, now for your 65 bucks, you're getting a membership number. So you have access to higher level matches. You get a nationally recognized, let's call it, classification. And you get a magazine every couple of months. That's it. That's all you get. The other thing that Frank said was uh, he's noticed that there's a lot of needless spending in the organization. Needless spending. Um like $101,000 for the director of the National Range Officers Institute. Yeah. Yeah, that, that ranks right up there on my list of unneeded spending. And the way that Frank looks at it, the organization needs to cut spending before they can start asking for more money. And he's absolutely right. He is absolutely 100% Right. Which is why, when he voted no on this measure, I, I was—I couldn't have been happier. But that, that's the other thing. Let's look at this new fee structure. So, the new fee structure here. Let me get back in there. So, a one-year membership. $65. Three year is $195. Five year is $325. So let's break this down. Annual membership is $65. A three year membership is $195. Just in your head or on a calculator or whatever. Piece of paper if you still do math that way. Take 195 and divide by three. What'd you come up with? I came up with 65 bucks. Five-year membership is $325. Take 325 divide it by five. What's that come to? 65 bucks. So they have flat out eliminated any incentive to get a three-year or five-year membership. There's no price break anymore. They completely eliminated that incentive. What kind of morons came up with this? Seriously. So, if there's no incentive for me to get a five-year membership, I'll just... 
keep paying yearly. It's not going to cost me any more. This this is demented. Um, I, what do we have? Joe Biden running USPSA? What the hell? So, if you have thoughts on this, and you want to reach out to your area director, here's what you need to do. Compose an email and try as fired up as some people may be about this, myself included. Try to word it nicely and professionally. If you are courteous and you are professional and lay your thoughts out in a very concise, professional manner, your comments will get a lot further than somebody who just sends an email that just repeats USPSA can go fuck themselves over and over and over and over and over again. Okay, That's not going to get very far. That's going to get thrown right in the trash. So, kindly compose a nicely worded professional email and send it to your area director. And the email address is very simple. Whatever area you're in. So, I'm in Area 7. So, the email address is area7 at uspsa.org. If you live in Area 2, it's area2 at uspsa.org. And it's area and then the actual number, 2 or one, or eight, or whatever. If you want to chew the entire board out at once, then send that email to board, B-O-R-E-D, at USPSA.org, and that goes to everybody. So if you feel like chewing everybody out simultaneously, send it, send it to board at USPSA.org. If you have any thoughts or suggestions about this podcast, you can email those to me at lambshillshooting at gmail.com. Be sure to check out all the other episodes here on the podcast, all of the YouTube videos. Simply go to YouTube and search for Lambs Hill USPSA, spelled the same way as the podcast. Uh, you can leave your comments there if you wish. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram. I would like to thank each and every one of you for listening to this episode. And I look forward to hearing from you. But also, I look forward to seeing you on the range at a match soon. But until then, shoot safe. <laughs>